Broadcasting live from our satellite studio in Metro Washington, D.C., it's time for the special on-the-road edition of Learning Insights, featuring learning professionals who are improving performance and driving business results. Welcome to another exciting and informative edition of Learning Insights. Your host, Stone Payton, here with you. We are broadcasting live from our satellite studio, which is actually a Regis facility in Washington, D.C. And in this first segment, right out of the box, we're going to get an opportunity to visit with Director of Learning with Constellation Energy. Please join me in welcoming to the broadcast, Miss Allison Manswell, how are you? I'm great, Stone. Thank you for inviting me. Well, we are delighted to have you. Constellation Energy, I'm sure some folks in uh, this area know exactly who they are, what they do, but could you give us a little bit of background if you would? Sure. Well, I think in this area, people are more familiar with our brand, Constellation. Uh, we're actually owned by Exelon Corporation, and Exelon is the company that I work with. So uh, Constellation is one of my clients as one of our business units. Um, in this area, though, they, they might be, that is the company most people are familiar with. My role with the company is that I am responsible for leadership development, and I've recently transitioned to a new role in HR talent management. So director of learning, that sounds like a pretty broad area, a big title, a lot of responsibility. What does the day-to-day look like? What do you hold yourself responsible for? What do you feel like the organization is holding you responsible for? Sure. So in this role, um, it's really centered around our center of excellence. And inside the uh, Exelon organization, we want to make sure that each one of our different business units have access to leadership development programs that are going to build our talent across the enterprise. So certainly every individual business unit has a focus on leadership development and each of those focus areas are specific to their business needs, whether it's in our generation business, whether it's in our three regulated utilities, or whether it's in our uh, Constellation or um, BSC business services company. My role is to coordinate the efforts of each one of those business units and make sure that as a, when we're sharing talent across our leadership pool that we've got the right talent in the right places. Well, and what do you do after lunch? <laughs> no, that seems like an awful lot of uh, responsibility, but I'm sure you thoroughly in- enjoy your work. How did you get started? It, it, were you always in this general arena? Oh, great question. Um, my background is in learning and development. Yeah. My master's degree is actually an MBA in leadership specifically, and my professional credential is the certified professional, uh, certified professional in learning and performance that's given by the American Talent Development uh, Association for Talent Development, which is formerly Yeah, they ASTD. changed the name on us, didn't they? They did. They yeah. did. So it used to, it was formerly ASTD, and now it's ATD. So what's your favorite part of the job? I think it's creating aha moments for others. I think definitely the ability to organize content, the ability to organize programs and experiences that, you know, you know, you'll have a professional who comes in and, you know, sometimes we feel like we've been in a role, we've been a leader for a long time. We got this. We pretty much, we, (laughs) we, we got this. And then being able to create an aha moment that simply makes someone think of something in a different way. I find that very exciting. So the curricula itself, uh, is it something that you are consistently, you and your team, you're looking for, for different topics and sourcing subject matter experts and coming up with ideas? Or is the, are the curricular, uh, curriculum needs coming from hiring the organization down to you? Or is it kind of flow both ways? Or how does that work for you guys? 
Um, our approach, our actual strategy and approach is that we get our content needs from the business because there's no reason for us to exist if we're not meeting a business need. Right. So based on the needs that are uh, identified in the business, we then respond to those needs. How we find out about them comes in a a number of different ways, which is kind of the way you explained it. It could be that we get something directly top down or something that we are seeing um, from across the organization, the same topic need, the same gap is cropping up. We are in constant contact with our uh, partners in the business, so they advise us in terms of what those content areas need to be. It could be things that we actually hear from leaders themselves. So we gather our information from a number of different sources, but it always leads back to that business need. So I want to talk about that information gathering a bit because I get the sense that you and your team, I'm sure, you're always monitoring for trends out there. What's happening? What's new? So I'm going to ask you, what's happening? What's new? What are some L&D trends that we all ought to be aware of and be thinking through how we're going to uh, adapt to or incorporate in our organizations? Sure. Um, I guess some of the trends that I've seen have to do with how we use technology. I think several years ago, it was really all about um, the integration of online learning and, oh, how much content can we put in an online CBT? And then we right, got to this right, place right. where people are clicking through, pressing next. Um, <laughs> And, and now I think what we're doing is we're using technology in such a different way. I'm excited about that. That trend of bringing learning to people right there in their phone, just in time, real time, the moment that they need it. Um, that's a trend that I see that we're excited about. I think it's a little bit more challenging to execute on in the moment. I think um, that I'll would be bet, the thing I yeah. would say about it. But in terms of trends, I see that happening as well as the movement towards uh, greater respect for experien- experiential learning. I think that it's not that, ex- that that kind of learning hasn't always been there and it's not that it hasn't always been um, the preferred method for adult learners. What I see in the marketplace now is far more of a respect for it and an ability to, um, to capture it, record it, and talk about it in a different way. Uh, so skills strike me, competency strikes me this day and age is such a, it's like a moving target. Things are changing so quickly. That, that has to be a, a real, is that a challenge to just keep up with the skills required? Um, yes. So it's funny how of the competencies, agility always shows up in, in a number ah. of different ways. So it'll show up as an organizational agility. It'll show up as a need for personal agility. And one of the biggest leadership competencies that I see is that if you look at a number of different competencies, they have agility at their core. So emotional intelligence is really about emotional agility. Ah, yeah, I hadn't thought if, about it like that, but that makes perfect sense. Right. And right. if you think about, um, you know, some of the other competencies, they will actually have agility at their core, even though we're calling them something else. So what I'm finding is that the leaders who are able to demonstrate most effectively the ability to be agile, whether it's in their thinking, whether it's in their approach or their execution of strategy, that tends to be the competency that jumps out or is most um, recognizable. And are you finding that at least in your organization, you're trying to hire to that recruit for that? Or are you, are you recruiting for some, some core competencies or attributes? And then you're going to train what you can. 
Um, that's a good question, and I might not be the best person to answer. Um, our talent acquisition group has a, a strategy around how we recruit that's very much geared to what is the business need for that position. Now, this is and a I would imagine. I, this is a different group. Yes. Than you, but you play well together, right? We do. So okay. I should also say, um, <laughs> right. because my role is inside talent management, and actually the role I'm in now is more towards HR strategy um, than leadership development, but inside talent management, talent acquisition is one of our sister departments, if you will. Uh-huh. So I'm, I'm just saying this because our um, the person who's responsible for talent management has a strategy that's always geared on what the business needs for that role. However, it is a combination of recruiting outside when we are having an opening and building this that same um, competency we just talked about, building it internally. So I guess I'm not willing to say we have a strategy one way or the other, but more of a combination. Now, do you find or are you finding that some things you would rather train and some things you would rather hire for, though? Like, you know, mm-hmm. and, and do you feel like, man, we can train for that, but but some of these things are really hard to train for, so please help me hire yes. for that. Yes, and I would imagine that whenever a requisition is open, those items are highlighted. Like, right. this is among the top three things we want to get in this candidate. There will be things that will be highlighted, yes. So going back to these trends, so much going on so fast you've got a lot going on every day uh where do you go where do you where do you go to to uh to draw from the well where do you get the inspiration or like are you a member of professional associations have you got like this this coffee clatch you know that you go to do you have margarita mondays what's uh what's your path for um so i thought a lot i thought about this and i thought i was realizing that the majority, we are so bombarded with information. There's so much good information out there, and it's a combination of push and pull. So there's the stuff we should go and pull from the marketplace, and we should, we, we have a list of things where I specifically proactively go and look for, so I go and pull that information out there. The sources that I typically go to pull are um, some of the recognized reports like Burson um, by Deloitte. Um, mm-hmm. I find their, I find their um, information useful, CCB. Um, certainly Training Pros has great information that's uh, useful as well. Because they have a lot of folks out there working in a lot of different organizations. And seeing exactly. So teaming up with and getting to know people like that, those are real multipliers, I would think, right? Because exactly. you can get a lot of info. I'm sorry, I interrupted right. you. Go ahead. No, no, no. So those, those sources and those reports are kind of good for the state of the unions, if you will. And in addition, there's a lot of information that I get because I'm a member of professional organizations. I'm on, um, I subscribe to very specific newsletters. Um, and those in, that information comes to me more on a more timely basis. So when there's something I need to know about, I feel I have an opportunity, it'll come and be pushed to me. So that's the nice, other part of the strategy. Nice. Um, and, you know, when something's happening in the news, I will actively go find out more about that. So those will be my random searches. And I'll just have to be transparent and admit I probably don't do that or make the time to do that as much as I should. But I will. <laughs> um, I think a lot of us probably suffer from that. Uh, talk to me a little bit, if, if you will, about this whole idea of managing change. Because certainly there's not any less of it coming down the pike. So you have all these different requirements you you need and want to introduce new curricula uh, you need and want to help the organization determine what level of return they're getting on that investment 
and you have different people with different learning styles. You have different modalities you want to deliver it on. You have different, so you got all of this, and then layer right on top of that. I mean, every you're facing an increasing amount of change. Do you guys have a, I don't know, a, a, a structured change management? you know, uh, Allison methodology <laughs> or are you just more resilient maybe than others or how do you, how do you approach this whole change thing? You know, it's so funny you asked that question. I was in a meeting yesterday um, with our director of HR strategic services, Tim Hickey, and we talked about that, that specific thing around oh, really? how can we um, build and, and quantify, not quantify, but build and develop, I should say, a change management methodology that we could then use to support the entire organization. So it's not that change management is not happening, and it's not that we're not actually good at change management. We are. Our industry has changed a lot. We've had wonderful examples of where we're actually very good at change management. But what we might not have done is standardize the process by which we do it. And that right. is something else that we are going to be working on going forward. So um, that's in terms of how we do it. The first part of the question that you asked in terms of how you know do organizations deal with this whole notion of change? and how much change we're having, how quickly it's happening. I have a personal theory that the speed with which we learn and the speed at which an organization is able to be a learner, an organizational learner, actually supports the speed with which they can adapt to change. Ah. It's a key lever that is very, very useful. And those two dots are not often connected. and maybe it's a little self-serving because this just happens to be my area of expertise, but nonetheless, <laughs> still feel it's very true. Um, the degree to which a, an organization embraces learning, people themselves learn, th- that can be a lever to how well they adapt to change because it's really the whole translation of information. How can you take a new data point and cr- and have it translated, interpreted to take you in a new direction, to take a new action, to get a new outcome? So looking inward at, at your own team and your own profession, just, just within that ecosystem, there's new skills that, that one needs to have. And to be an effective person in your arena today is, is different than what it took uh, maybe as little as five uh, months ago, but certainly five years ago. Uh, any special considerations that one uh, should take as they look to continue to develop their own learning and development? team? You approach it a little differently than you might if you're going out to the rest of the organization? Sure. And we actually have a great example of that happening right now in that we are changing our approach to HR services and being more proactive about our HR interfaces being more of a strategic business partner than your HR generalist of the past. So we actually have that. That's the first example that came to my head. And in doing that, we have an approach that we're using that is very much about how we change internally. So it has to do with outside in. How do our outside stakeholders look at us? We went out to the business and we asked them, what do you need from us? We based um, their results of what they said they needed to be our focus areas of what we designed and developed. And then from there, we got this body of knowledge that we created a set of competencies that we can now say to our HR team, these are the competencies we need to have. And then from after the competencies, we said, how will we support you in developing these? And then we created a list of formal interventions that we'll provide, as well as informal interactions. And then as time goes on, we'll be able to measure how are those working. 
And then we'll just start the cycle all over again and say, based on how it's working, here's the, you know, the successes we think we've seen and here are the gaps we still need to close. And then let's move forward with our formal trainings and our informal interventions and our on-the-job experiences. And we just keep in that circle. So my instincts are based on what you just said. I think it sounds to me like you're on top of it. <laughs> I mean, short of an acrostic. Or, a, or some sort of song, I think you got everything you need for the Allison methodology for this thing. <laughs> and I don't want to overstate this. You probably this. have I, an acrostic, don't you? <laughs> Dad, I, you know, I would just say that I am part of an awesome team, part of an awesome team that they figured this out. Please, by no means am I saying that I figured this out, but it just lent itself to be a good example of what you um, asked about. And when you have a new skill that you identify that your organization needs internally, that particular um, strategic business partner example mm. happens to be an example that I can use off the top of my head to explain the cycle and how we're doing it. So we may have already largely covered uh, my next question and, and one of my last, but I still want to ask it. Uh, what's going to be on, on your mind and on your heart uh, for the most part for the next 6, 12 months? Where, where are you going to be putting most of your energy? Um, I would say as an organization, our energy are, is on achieving our business strategy. And one part of that is our need for innovation. Uh -huh. And so that need for innovation kind of comes into our our, you know, area of expertise in talent management. And it's two things. How do we then get people to think more innovatively about the work that they already do? And what does innovation look like when it's centered around existing work, existing processes? And how then do you cultivate the skill of innovation to create brand new ideas? Um, I think we move forward with the idea that we have a talented workforce, incredibly intelligent, smart, creative, innovative people who come to work every day with a set of knowledge and skills and, frankly, the beginnings of bright ideas that it's our job to cultivate. And so how we do that, I think, becomes you know really a big focus for the next um, few years outward. Well, that's going to be a lot of fun to talk about next time. Uh, we got to have you back. We got to do this again. I think we're planning sure. to uh, collaborate with Training Pros to to come back to the market and conduct some some interviews. So uh, I really look forward to the opportunity to have these conversations uh, again. And I'd, I'd like us to focus on innovation. And by then, knowing you, you guys will have accomplished a great deal. I think absolutely sure. <laughs> and I'll make sure to have some of my colleagues who are you know. And once again, all of this work is done because yeah, of a great we'll bring team. Yeah, some of them. That'll be fun. Great team that that executes all of this so we'd be happy to yeah so uh you guys in this uh training development learning arena our experience has been having worked with training pros for a while now and in, 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 uh in producing this show very collaborative bunch very willing to help each other out uh and my sense is that that you're no different so if appropriate and to what degree appropriate i'd like to leave our listeners with a way to connect with you or someone on your team um, and so I don't know if that's a LinkedIn or an email or a phone, but whatever is appropriate. If we could, I'd like to leave them with some way to, to sure, connect with absolutely. you. Sure, absolutely. So again, my name is Allison Manswell, A-L-L-I-S-O-N, Manswell, M-A-N-S-W-E-L-L. And my email address is simply my name, Allison.Manswell at ExcelonCorp.com. And by all means, you can connect with me on LinkedIn. Well, Allison, it has been an absolute delight having you here in the studio, our satellite studio here today, and uh, quite sincere. I want to do this again. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me, Stone. All right. We will be back in a few from Training Pros DC. This has been a Special Business Radio X production brought to you by Training Pros, your source for local learning and development experts. 
Learn more at training-pros.com.